You're listening to Zero to One Million with Andrew Gazdecki. I'm a serial entrepreneur. My favorite times when growing companies were always the early days when things seemed impossible, but you somehow made it happen. You grinded it out. You hustled, did a lot of things that didn't scale. And so in these conversations, I dive into those stories to really learn about what it took to get successful companies off the ground, going from zero to their first million in revenue. All right, with me today, we have Neil Patel, the man probably needs no introduction. New York Times bestseller, Wall Street Journal has called him one of the top influencers today. Uh, Neil, thanks for joining me on this podcast. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Hey, so first question, in your opinion, what's the hardest part about growing a company from zero to a million? So I don't think a zero to a million is the hardest part. It's getting from not even one to five. It's getting above 10 um, and continually growing. Uh, And I think the reason why most people don't get from zero to one, just being quite upfront, is they don't know how to get the audience. See, because even if you have a small TAM, one isn't the biggest and hardest number to get to. It's getting above that right and the big issue that we see is people just don't have the audience like if you build an audience you get a big email list you push on the marketing you can get there even with a crap product and high churn so there was a time when you didn't have an audience though so let's go back in time this is what i want to talk with you about yeah um tell me about you know the first company that you started Um, What was the idea behind it? What was the motivation? What was it? Um, Let's start there and then I have a couple more questions. Sure. First company or first software company? Up to you. So first company really started was an ad agency called ACS. Uh, It got over a million in ARR. I didn't have a brand. No one knew who I was. I grinded it out. Go to conferences, (laughs) speaking, Got turned down for most speaking gigs, but speaking, conferences, it really wasn't podcasting, so there was no interviews and stuff like that. Um, no, that's, you know, cold calling, like just literally I grinded it out. That's positive. So tons of hustle, tons of motivation. Where did that motivation come from for you personally? You're a successful entrepreneur today, but, you know, Neil, there's a day when, you know, you were starting at zero. Like you had to just grind it out. Like, how did you fall into entrepreneurship? Like, how did you know this was your calling in a sense? I didn't. I just wanted money. (laughs) I started the ad agency when I was picking up trash and cleaning restrooms. I want to do anything other than that. I I can actually kind of relate to that. I started um, my first company in college and I was flat broke and I knew I wasn't going to get a good job paying enough. So that motivated me a lot. Um, what, in, in your opinion, what are the, the biggest mistakes you made like when growing to 1 million or maybe even, you know, if you can go back and talk about certain things in those like early days, like what would it be? The, the big mistake growing to 1 million, there's not really one mistake. I would say there's a lot of little things like didn't focus enough, left my I off the ball and try to do too many things um, because if I focus, I would have got there quicker. Uh, another thing that I did was not pick a big enough TAM. The bigger your TAM, the easier it is to get to 1 million. Um, 
the next thing I didn't do correctly is pick an industry that inherently has low churn. One way to get more customers, one way to get more revenue is get more customers. Another way is to keep them longer. Some industries just naturally have more churn. So it's like those are some of the mistakes that I made early on. Um, the big thing, though, that I always tell people is push really hard on the marketing and push hard on the marketing even before your product is launched. Create that buzz because if you can get that buzz and brand awareness, it's much easier and quicker to get 10 million. How many businesses have you built to over a million revenue? I don't know a lot. <laughs> I know. I didn't know which one you didn't like talk about. There's probably more, but I can count at least five or six. Let's focus on like one. Let's focus on like the hardest one. All the ones earlier in my career were harder because I made <laughs> more mistakes. Okay, so, if you had to pick one, maybe it's Crazy Egg, maybe it's Hello Bar. The the hardest one was the most recent one called Uber Suggest. It wasn't hard to get to a million. My goal wasn't to make money. It's still not to make money. It's to break even. Um, I burned so much money over three years. That one was tough because I was losing a lot of cash. Really wasn't hard to get to a million because you just start charging. Um, if I were to say the hardest one to get to a million was my ad agency, ACS. And that was my first company and I made the most mistakes. And I was just grinding it out, calling on the phone. I had no money, uh, doing a ton of cold calling. And eventually I got the business to grow by just picking up the phone and dialing. Nice. And so when you talk about those mistakes, if you could go back in time and tell yourself anything, what would that be? Would it be to focus double down on a certain sort of, you know, go to market strategy? Would it be to, you mentioned focus being super important. If you can go back and tell yourself something, you know, as you're, you know, just getting things off the ground, what, what would it be? Um, hmm. You know, it, it, it's tough because I wouldn't tell myself one thing. Like if I had to go back in time, the biggest thing I would tell myself, well, actually if I had to pick one thing, the biggest thing I would tell myself is to only do that business. See, my problem was is when my ad agency started working out and I started climbing in revenue, even like the first 30, 40, 50 grand a month, I was like, oh, I'm starting to make some money now. I can go do this other thing. Go, go create this other software. Go expand here. And this is like, why? I should have just focused and made it grow bigger and bigger. And as I got to a few million, I was like, oh, I should go do a lot more stuff. Why? There's ad agencies out there that make hundreds of millions, if not billions a year. Why didn't I just focus and just keep doing that and just try to go big or go home? Yeah, I see that with a lot of entrepreneurs. And I kind of have that myself where, you know, it's fun to make products, you know, but focus is, is key. Um, so thinking about, you know, where you are today and how you think about building businesses with all your experience. Um, how have you kind of changed your approach? Are you just hyper-focused on building your agency right now? Are you really, you know, cutting down focus on some of your other products? Like, how are you thinking about, you know, where you want to head, say, in five years based on, you know, all the mistakes maybe you made in the past and all, like, the learnings? I'm hyper-focused on my agency, yes. That, that was, I think that's a huge key that's really helped me over the years. And nice. Because I just made that mistake so many times, I know not to do anything else. And now that you have a big audience, it's obviously really easy to launch new products. Would you agree with that? 
eh, that's what everyone thinks. It's easy to launch and get people to see it. Doesn't mean they'll pay for anything. So here's a question. So let's say, you know, you're starting over again. You're at ground zero. You have no audience. You have no capital. Um, how would you go about building that business? How would you go about marketing that business? That's a hard question, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on like, given everything you know today, but you don't have the audience, you don't have the capital, you don't even have the team. Um, where would you start? And you know, what would that look like? I would go omni channel. I would start with paying for ads. I would try guest posting. I would try content marketing. Um, I would speak at events, uh, whether it's virtual or in person. Um, I would try to do biz dev partnerships. That's actually one of the quickest ways to grow. You know, how do you push your people to someone else and vice versa? Um, but I would start in those areas and see what happens and go from there. Nice. And then when you think about like your first like two years of entrepreneurship, there's always those moments where you have like those big breaks. Do you, do, are, is there any that comes to mind where you kind of look back and you're like, that was huge. That was awesome. Maybe it was like your first article in TechCrunch. Maybe it was your first big speaking gig. Like, is there one moment that you feel, you know, kind of changed the trajectory of your career forever? Not one bit. I think it was a lot of little things that add up. There's usually not one thing that most people do that change the trajectory of their career, make them successful. There's a lot of little things that add up. There's yeah. no silver bullet in most cases. I agree with that. So to kind of wrap things up, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs building startups more than ever today. If you had to give them any advice, just again, based on everything you know throughout your career and all the experience you have, you know, what would you tell them not to do? not to focus on what's maybe something you see entrepreneurs making mistakes where the biggest mistake when they're starting off, they're picking two small TAMs. How do you think about, um, the markets that you go, that you go after? How do you look, how do you calculate TAM? I look for people who are in the space. I try to find publicly traded companies with large market caps, look for a lot of search queries, look for a lot of high paying customers. Um, I'm looking for all the things that you would need to know for sure that the market can make you a lot of money. Do you start by looking at, let's say, search terms that, you know, building products that people are already searching for Correct. and building businesses around that because there's already somewhat of a demand in place instead of creating demand, essentially? Yes. I look for search terms. I look for people looking for solutions. I look for archaic competitors who have a shitty product or shitty service, uh, looking for people who are making money hand over fist. Because look, it doesn't mean I'll beat them. It just means that I can take a slice of the pie. Yeah, so you're not going after being number one, number two, or number three. Are you saying you're okay being number four, number five, number six? I can be last on the table, all I care, as long as the pie is big enough and I'm getting a big enough piece, I don't care. I think that's really good advice because a lot of entrepreneurs enter markets and sometimes they're discouraged when they see there's a lot of competition, but you're saying that doesn't scare you. That shows you there's a lot of opportunity. More competitors, more money. Wise words. Um, I guess, you know, any entrepreneurs you look up to? Um, I look up to the crazy ones and I don't mean this in a bad way, but like the people like the Elon Musk, the 
you know, uh, Larry Ellison, the Bill Gates of the world, not because they're rich or anything like that, but they're, they're just not doing business the normal way, right? Like Bill Gates doesn't understand the concept of losing. Like if you think about him, like trying to cure malaria and get rid of it altogether. I don't know if you saw the documentary on him. Um, or I Elon. saw that he like called out COVID on a TED talk, and now it's smart guy. Obviously, okay. he's successful for a reason. And then you look at Elon Musk; he'll say shit that people disagree with, or he'll say remarks that could cause his stock to go down. But like the guy just thinks super big, right? You look at Larry Ellison; he grew really quickly, or Oracle through acquisitions. And back then, people weren't making acquisitions. It's like these are people who thought outside the box to grow. Awesome. What's your favorite business book? Uh, Principles by Ray Dalio. It's valuable even if it's not, if you're not in business. I have it like right here. I love that book. You know, there's a free version of it, right? I think there's still a free version. There used to be. I'm like, I like to hold the book. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I have a physical copy, but. You know, most people are like, ah, I don't want to buy the book. I'm like, he, he did something unique in which he, I think he was just trying to give away the book because he kind of doesn't need the money, right? So, Yeah, he's a smart guy. He's running a big hedge fund. What's um, your favorite book? What's my favorite book? Yeah, Out of Curiosity. Um, I really like this book called Strategic Entrepreneurism. That's literally the name, Strategic Entrepreneurism. It's a book about how to build companies with the goal of being acquired. It's pretty good. It's by John Fisher. You should check it out. Either that or Impossible to Inevitable by Aaron Ross and, and Jason Upkin. See, I don't think about ever selling a company. I'm just like, look, you build it. Whatever happens, happens. I don't really care if it sells or not. That's, that's a smart way to go. Because it's um, hard to sell, right? Like you can't guarantee that. Or if you get a buyer, once they don't offer the right price, there's just so many variables. And then you sell a business, and then you got to go do something else. Was the money enough? How much did you pay in taxes? Like it's just like, you know what? You're just better off in most cases. Not all, but in most cases, unless people give you some stupid offer, I would just go out there and just continue running a business and grind it out. That's good advice. All right, last question. Um, what do you like to do for fun? What's something interesting people might not know about you? I walk a lot. I walk with my daughter and my wife sometimes twice a day. Um, but that's fun for us. Awesome. Well, Neil, thanks so much for coming on this podcast. Definitely appreciate it. Um, where could people find you if they want to learn more about you? NeilPatel.com. All right, you heard it. Neil, thanks for having coming on this podcast. It's been a pleasure. And um Maybe we'll have you back on in five years when you got this empire in front of you. Sounds good. All right. Cheers, bud.